Hey there, I'm Sister Catherine Herms, author of Surviving Depression, A Catholic Approach, and Reclaim Regret, How God Heals Life's Disappointments. And it is so great to be spending the next few moments with you. I believe that we really need more than just information to heal our souls. And so these conversations bring in a whole experience of healing. And I pray that this day may be one of those moments of healing for you. I invite you to realize that you are right now sustained by love, by, by the unconditional love of God, that you are made in the image of God's unconditional love, that when God looks at you, he sees only the love he has for you. You are stamped in the deepest part of your existence with this love. Let's begin with a deep breath. Separate yourself from, from reactive thinking, from anxiety, from worry, from fear, things you need to do, things that need to happen. And sink deep down into the core of your own being that place where, where you need to also care for yourself, love yourself, and that place that most deeply can know that God is love for you. We can visualize a, a favorite image of God or of Jesus from the Gospels, maybe a story from Scripture, a parable, Jesus as a Good Shepherd. And imagine ourselves relating to Jesus in this way. Settle into a deep stillness and open your heart. There are so many things in our life that we can't control, things that break our hearts and making peace with ourself in the midst of all of these begins with one thing. It begins with awareness. Becoming aware of who you are, I am, and aware of who God is, this, this responsiveness to this subtle communication that goes on between God and us. That takes a lot of work on our part at least initially, and that work consists of settling down, of loosening, of letting go, of forgetting, um, turning off the endless mental activity and emotional responses so that we can encounter what is truly real, what is truly real about God, and what is truly real about ourselves. One way to begin settling down is to become aware of the sounds within us, but also in the sounds that are exterior to us in the world around us. So listen for a few moments. What do you hear? Where are you right now? Are you, are you in a car or in your room, in your house, or at a place of work or on a bus? What do you hear around you? And as you become aware of these sounds, 
Let them go. Just let them slide away into oblivion. Let them go. The dogs will continue to bark. The refrigerator will continue to hum. The cars will continue to honk. The radios will blare. But, but they don't need to hook your attention. We can let them just slide by. And when we let things go, we can enjoy a new sense of peace. Now turn within yourself to the endless mental chattering that happens in our minds and begin to quiet your thoughts and emotions that, you know, these thoughts and emotions that kidnap our consciousness, that kind of take us, um, take us um, captive so that we aren't able to truly be aware of what is present right now. So as you quiet down, you can begin to pull apart this mass of thoughts and emotions by simply saying the word thinking. You can say it softly to yourself as you become aware of your thoughts. Just thinking, the word thinking. Maybe you're thinking about something you need to do or something someone did to you or something that needs to happen or a dream you wish would come true. Whatever these thoughts and reactions are, we can begin to let them go simply by using the word thinking, by labeling them. By labeling them, we truly become aware of them. As you become aware of thoughts that usually are below the surface of your awareness, you may begin to eventually realize that there is constant chattering going on within you. And, and you may say, well, that doesn't really matter because I'm not even aware of them. But what we aren't aware of has power over us. And so bringing them to awareness is really important. Next, you may want to imagine yourself to be like a stone. A stone. Feel yourself heavy, still like a rock, or silent as a stone statue. Just feel yourself heavy, inanimate, silent. Let go of past events, friendships, worries, conflicts. Let them go. Let go of ideals, ambitions, plans, and dreams. Let go of anything around you. Let go of anything outside of this moment. Let go of everything outside of this place. Let go of everyone. Mentally scan your body and gently tell it to relax. Relax your shoulders, your arms, your legs, your ankles, and your feet. Relax your forehead. 
your cheeks, the hundreds of muscles around your eyes. Relax your jaw and your ears. Do you notice the silence? Become sensitive, more sensitive to the silence and you will enjoy resting in this stillness. And in this stillness, you will begin to hear. And when you hear, maybe one of the first things you will hear will be your own cry and also the cry of God for you. I want to tell you about Joan. Joan walked slowly into a church one day in New York City. The hectic rush of traffic receded as the immense doors closed behind her. Cautiously, she stepped into the last pew, her eyes straining to see through the darkness. A tiny light at the front of the church indicated the presence of Jesus in the tabernacle. Where were you? she asked weakly, her eyes filling with tears as she collapsed on the pew. Where were you when I needed you in the hospital? Where were you when my brother died? And then the accusation, you left me all alone. It almost frightened her that she had said that, but nothing happened, so she continued. In fact, she said, where were you four years ago when my oldest brother died? And two years later when my sister died? There, it was said, God had been notified of exactly how she felt, broken, alone, rejected. Later that evening at home, the phone rang and Joan picked it up, her voice full of grief and exhaustion. She heard the words from a friend at the church, how are you doing, Barbara? Barbara answered with an absent okay, and the words that she really wanted to say were, just leave me alone, but she didn't. I just heard a song on the radio, her friend said, and it brought you to mind. And it's a song, You Belong to My Heart. The words made me think of you and God. You know the words, we were gathering stars while a million guitars played our love song. And she even started to hum it to her with her thin voice. Then she said, Barbara, then she said, Joan, God wants you to gather stars with him. I know you are sad now, but this will pass. You can go with God and hear his love song again, and you will be happy once more. Joan quietly thanked her, and she ended the phone call. Gather stars, sure, she thought, as if I didn't have anything else to do. But after a while, Joan thought about her sister's suggestion and finally decided to give it a try. She tells me is how she now prays. She said, I go gather stars with God. We sing the song together and spend time with each other. 
and I feel that my brothers and sister are present. I was speaking to a friend on the phone, a friend whose mother had just died and and whose daughter has cancer. I was telling her about what my friend had said to me so many years ago, and I told her, go find a song. Not the song, You Belong to My Heart, because that's my song. God and I gather stars, but, but find another song, maybe a song about dancing, and dance with God. Whenever things get too hard to bear, go dance with God. God would love to dance with you. When we finished our conversation, I turned on my television and flipped to the Easy Listening channel. To my amazement, You Belong to My Heart was playing. I speed-dialed my friend, and we listened to it together. We were three on the phone, my friend, I, and God. I have never heard this song on that channel since. So that's how I pray now. God and I gather stars, and my friend dances. Often, when life's events break our hearts, we are ashamed of our anger and pain. We apologize for angry words, and we we stifle the cries of pain, pushing our hurts out of sight. We try to make peace with ourselves without, without acknowledging our own anger and our tears. Somehow, these seem unacceptable to us, but they're not unacceptable to God. From the very beginning of sacred scripture, we find God responding to the cries of his people. In the first pages of Genesis, Cain kills Abel, two brothers, the sons of the first man and woman. In response, God calls out to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. Later, God hears the cries of the boy Joseph, who was thrown into a well by his brothers and then sold to the Ishmaelites. The Lord was with Joseph, we're told in the book of Genesis. To Moses, then, God declares of the Israelites enslaved in Egypt, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them. When the Israelites later stand at the Red Sea, with the Egyptians coming up fast behind them, they cry out to the Lord. Then they say to Moses, who has led them out of captivity, Was it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us, bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not the very thing we told you in Egypt? Let us alone to serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in this wilderness. But Moses answers the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and see the deliverance that the Lord will accomplish for you today. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to keep still. 
God listens, hears, and delivers his people. God is moved when he hears our cries, your cries. But scripture tells us something more. Not only is God moved, but he also does something. God saves, God liberates, God frees, God consoles. God acts with power in our best interests. You would think that their miraculous deliverance from the Egyptians, the greatest power on earth at that time, would have erased any doubts the Israelites might have had about God's ability to lead them to freedom. And yet two chapters after the Exodus event, the Israelites complain about the provisions God has given them for their journey. They angrily ask Moses to let them return to Egypt. God had listened to them, but had they listened to God? Crying out goes both ways. Joan let herself cry out to God, and she heard his answer in the kind, wavering voice of an elderly friend. Gather stars with God. Find new ways to pray, to relate to God. Let these sorrows open up in the darkened sky an immense horizon punctuated with beautiful radiance. Though Joan wanted her siblings back with her on this earth, she found them in a new way as she found God in a new way. So let's stop here and be still for just a moment. Let the words you have heard take root within your heart like seeds. What do you notice stirring there? What emotions, what, what feelings or reactions, even what resistances do you see? Do you, do you sense any calls from God, a door opening, a window opening? What do you want to say to Jesus? Is there something you want him to know? Where is he present with you in the room right now? And what does he want you to know? And Jesus has a word just for you today. If there is one thing on which we can all agree, it is that the world needs this soul healing. When we're loved, we thrive. It's that simple. The truth is that you can walk free of the wounds that are binding your heart and suffocating your relationships. Healing and holiness is a process. It's a journey, and you are already on it. But if you are like me, you might need some simple helps along the way. I hope you join me on my private Facebook group for weekly video conferences. Just look up my name, Sister Catherine Herms. If you become a Patreon member, you will get immediate access to over 60 video and audio programs to help you grow in holiness, as well as exclusive content and monthly journaling pages geared to help you on your spiritual journey. So I hope to see you around. Bye now. 
And may you walk amid the blessings of God this day.